I love you all. Hey, I do want to invite you by by you. Thanks for being here, but uh, what a beautiful, beautiful setting for a candlelight service. I'm looking forward to that. This morning, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Joseph. Last week, we focused on Mary. We talked about Mary and how faithful she was. And this week, I'm going to transition to talk about Joseph just a little bit. And the whole message is God is with us. If you tie both these together, God is with us. That's what I want us to focus on is God is here. He is here. Sometimes our plans change. Sometimes things don't go exactly like we wanted them to. But no matter what, God is here and God is in control. Who's thankful for GPS? Who uses GPS right now? I traveled before GPS. I had a job where I traveled all over the southeast. I read what was called the map. I had to learn to do that. I had to remember where I'd been too, because sometimes I don't follow directions really well. But I did, I tried. I lived in Weaver, South Carolina. The company I worked for was out of Chattanooga. But I traveled everywhere in the southeast. I'll never forget one week I was in Atlanta. And... Um, my boss called, and he says, hey, I've got a really great lead for you in Madison, Georgia. This guy wants to buy this, and, and you know, why don't you go see him? I said, I'll go today. I happen to be in Atlanta. I'll, I'll head that way. So I got my road map out, and I looked, and I made a very quick trip to Monroe, Georgia. Sometimes I get things mixed up. So instead of Madison, I went to Monroe. There's only one paint store in the row. I assumed that's where I was supposed to go. So I went and told, I said, somebody sent me here, and, and I know you need something. And he gave me an order. I got a new customer. I didn't realize, I didn't realize till the next day when my boss came again and said, you haven't been to Madison yet. I said, oh, I sold him something yesterday. And I looked, I said, no, I was in Monroe. I went to the wrong town. It still worked out. We still got customers for both. I don't know if you know where Madison, Georgia is. Madison is actually east of Atlanta. If you ever heard of Pennington City, that's where their headquarters is. So, but, but there's a big difference between Madison and Monroe. They're not that far apart. But the purpose why I went was totally different. So sometimes our plans change, but anybody's known me for a while, I don't follow directions real well anyway. But this morning, I want to talk to you about somebody who did follow directions really well. Who did follow directions precisely the way he was supposed to. Exactly the way he was supposed to. I'm going to read scripture. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, 
for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Lord, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son. And he named him Jesus. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for, for obedient servants, Lord. Thank you for, for Joseph and Mary. Lord, thank you for their obedience. and Lord, thank you for sending your son. Lord, this morning as we study the scripture, I pray that your words flow through me, Lord. That the folks here, the folks who may be listening online, Lord, they receive your message. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This morning as we talk about Joseph, we talk about the birth of Christ, I want to focus on three things. Three things that if you want to follow God, if you want to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit, three things that you need to do. The first one is you may need to make yourself available. To do what God has called you to do, you have to be available. The next one is you have to treat others well. In order to follow God's lead, we have to treat others well. And the third is we have to follow the Holy Spirit. We have to be guided by his Holy Spirit. But sometimes it's hard to trust God. Sometimes things don't go our way and we don't understand. We don't understand everything. And it's hard to have that faith because I like sight pretty good. I like to know what's coming next. And sometimes God does not reveal the whole plan to us. But we need to trust him. Have you ever tried to imagine the first Christmas through the eyes of Mary and Joseph? Think about it. Think about Joseph, who loved Mary very much. He loved Mary very much, and he wanted to do what was right. In a dream, an angel appeared to him, and he decided, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to have faith in him. Again, Joseph made himself available. He made himself available for God to use him. See, the second half of verse 18 tells us of a pending scandal that Mary and Joseph faced. You see, before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. See, this could be a problem. You see, biblical teaching in Jewish culture is strongly, strongly for sexual purity prior to, prior to marriage. 
Mary, Mary was a, Jew, a, a Jewish teen, deeply committed to God. And when the angel Gabriel appeared and showed her, it turned her world upside down. He told her that she'd give birth to the Savior of the world. The one who would inherit King David's kingdom and rule forever. You see, Mary also made herself available to God. She recognized that God was her master. She was his servant. God is the potter and she is the clay. She was perplexed by how, how it could be scientifically that this could happen. How her being a virgin could give birth to a child. But she was willing to be the vessel that God used. See, Joseph felt the same way about God. He was very devoted. He was very faithful to the law. He was a righteous man. He, just like me, wanted to do what God called him to do. His first and foremost desire was to please God. If we want to serve God, if we want to do what we're called to do, we have to make ourselves available. We have to trust God. We have to trust that God's in control of everything. Sometimes we can't see the whole picture. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. described faith as being able to take that first step when we can't see the whole staircase. Sometimes we don't get the whole plan revealed to us, but we're called to follow God. We're called to trust Him. Again, when we do that, that's called making ourselves available. The other thing, if we want to follow God, is we have to treat others well. Again, Joseph was a great guy. He was a wonderful guy. He was a, a religious guy. He wanted to please God. And before the angel even appeared to him, he knew what was going on. He was, his desire was to treat Mary well. He loved her. He didn't understand what was going on, but he wanted to treat her with honor. Listen to these verses. It comes from 1 John 4, 19-21. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he who has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. See, Joseph gets really high marks here. Again, even though he thought he had been wrong, he didn't understand what was going on, he still wanted to treat Mary well. He wanted to treat her with kindness. He wanted to treat her with love. He was caught between the rock and the hard place. He wanted to do what was right. He wanted to treat Mary well, but he wanted to follow the law as well. Verse 19 of the scripture we just read says, Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Even though they weren't, even though they weren't married yet, in that day, when you were engaged, there still had to be a divorce. So he was going to do it quietly. He was not going to expose her. He was not going to embarrass her. But he wanted to be faithful to the law because he was a righteous person. If your fiancé cheated on you, the righteous thing to do was to, not, to denounce them quickly and loudly. But he didn't want to do this. He still loved Mary. You see, that's the way Joseph 
was. He wanted to follow God's lead. And he wanted to treat Mary well, with compassion and respect. So he decided to divorce her quietly. He wanted to be kind to her. Couldn't our world use a little more civility? When things are not going exactly like we want them to do, or we're getting into um, arguments and disagreements, don't we need civility sometimes? So we need, don't we need, even when we disagree with each other, to treat each other with respect and kindness? You can disagree with somebody and still love them. It's called marriage. I've been doing it for about 38 years. It's possible for something to happen. We still treat each other with kindness. Now we live in a society where if we say it loud enough, we say it direct enough, we believe it to be truth. We believe it to be truth. We live in a world that could use a little more understanding, a little more love, a little less religion, a lot more relationship. We're all God's children. We're all on this journey together. Anymore, even in church, I see people who don't know how to disagree, who don't know how to love each other when things don't go exactly right. In our society, I see the same way. But you see, if our religion has more collateral damage than it has love, we're not doing it right. We're celebrating Advent. We've talked about peace. We've talked about joy. We've talked about hope. And now we're talking about love. This type of love that Mary or Joseph had for Mary needs to be in our hearts. The type of love that God the Father had to send His only Son to save our souls is the kind of love that we have within us when God is truly in us. When God is with us, that kind of love still exists. But then Joseph had a dream. And in that dream... In that dream, the angel revealed to him what was going on. And he goes to Mary and says, hey, let's get married. I still want to take you as my wife. Again, Joseph made himself fully available. He was willing to treat Mary with kindness. And now that he sees, he wants to Raise, be the earthly father of the Son of God. You see, in order to do that, yeah, we need to make ourselves available. We need to be kind. But in order to do that, in order to have that kind of faith, we have to follow the Holy Spirit. We have to feel God living within us. Because some of these things sound impossible to do. Some of the things I'm talking about sound impossible to do. And you're right, it is impossible to do without God being with us. 
It's hard to love people that are different than us. It's hard to love people who want to hurt us. It's hard to put others' needs ahead of our own if we try to do it out of our power. But praise the Lord, we don't do it out of our power. We do it with a God who's with us right now. We do it with a Holy Spirit that's dwelling within us. We do it through a Savior who came and died for our sins. I'm so glad that Joseph paid attention to God that night. You see, there was no hesitation. He was ready to do what God was calling him to do. You see, if you make yourself fully available to God and you work and you treat others with respect, you're more than likely going to be in a better position to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And it may come from a message you may hear. It may come in a quiet time. You may realize what God's calling you to do, what He's wanting you to do at this moment when you're reading the Bible, when you're having a long time. It could be while you're at church listening to a message could be in a dream. It could be when we're spending time with our family. When we listen to a preacher on the radio or TV. When we realize that God's calling us to do something. See, Joseph followed the nudging and did exactly what the angel said to him. He took Mary as his wife and he named the baby Jesus which means God saves. God saves. You see, that's the reason why Jesus came. He came to save our souls. He came to save our souls. I believe that's an accurate name for the Savior of the world. God saves. God's with us and God saves. Notice what Joseph didn't do. He didn't stick to what religious tradition told him to do. He didn't put his pious religious activity ahead of his well-being of another. He chose love. What he did do was follow God's nudging. Even when it put himself at risk, he followed what God was calling him to do. You see, Joseph would pay a price, as would Mary. Their reputation would be forever scarred. You see, they looked beyond what was going to happen on this earth. And they looked forward and saw what was going to happen through Jesus for eternity. See, Joseph and Mary deserve our respect. They deserve our respect because they made themselves available. They chose kindness. And they chose to follow the Holy Spirit. This morning we have the same choice. Are we willing to make ourselves available? Are we willing to be kind and to love each other? And are we willing to follow the Holy Spirit? You see, God is still in the saving business. Again, Jesus came to save souls.
And there's no expiration date on it. It lasts for eternity. Our salvation is forever. Are we ready to make ourselves available? Are we ready, ready to treat each other well? And are we ready to follow the Holy Spirit? Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for Christmas, for the birth of the Savior of the world, Jesus. What a special event. And thank you for using natural human beings to usher in a supernatural event. As you use Mary and Joseph for the unfolding of our plan, will you still use us today? Help us to be committed to you and your ways, to love others as you first loved us, and to pay attention to your promptings and to follow the Holy Spirit so that you'll be glorified and your kingdom will expand. Perhaps there's someone here or someone who may be listening online that hasn't accepted you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that this Christmas Eve, Lord, I can't think of a better gift that they could receive than the forgiveness of their sins and a relationship with you forever. Please help us trust you with our lives. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.